Hello and a very warm welcome to you my dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host Monica Kamokwa. Very glad that you are tuned in. To start of the show is Lydia Achieng, who will be talking about steadfast love on family life. Then later on, Sister Becky will join us in the Bible segment with the topic Overcomers by their testimony. But first, let's get the song Jesus Bearer by the New Voice Singers. Stay tuned. That was Jesus Bearer by the New Voice Singers. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Coming up is Lady Aching with more on Steadfast Love. Stay tuned and be on the know.
Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today, we'll talk about steadfast love. God's steadfast love motivates us to enter into covenant with Him. We know in our hearts God is committed to our best interest. Therefore, with confidence, we can commit our lives to loving and serving Him. In covenant marriage, it is much the same. We enter our marriage with a sense we are loved and that we love each other. Thus, we can freely commit ourselves to each other for life. We are then responsible for maintaining this attitude of love throughout the marriage. Steadfast is not a word we use often in our everyday vocabulary, particularly paired up with love. Webster's Dictionary defines steadfast as being 1. Firm, fixed, settled, or established. 2. Constant, not changing, fickle, or wavering. Does this define the love you show to your spouse and to those who witness your words and actions? On March 18th, Cindy and I celebrated our 42nd wedding anniversary. And steadfast love is what comes to mind when we look back over the years. It's a love that the Lord has helped us to develop and live out in our own relationship, something we hope to inspire others to live out also. It's an amazing ride when we join God in this mission in marriage. We can testify to that. Because Cindy and I openly express our love for each other, some might think that steadfast love comes easy for us. I would say that it comes easier today, but you should have seen us earlier in our marriage, even after we made Christ our Savior. Too many times we struggled, threatening to live, and picked at each other to the point that it's now embarrassing to even think about it. What made us think that this way was healthy or honoring to God? Even though we eventually removed the word divorce from our thoughts and vocabulary, we still didn't display the love of Christ in our marriage. But there came a time when we both realized that we needed to change our behavior. We needed to sincerely honor the vows we made to each other and to God on our wedding day and learn how to truly show love to each other in steadfast ways. In his book, Dr. Gary Chapman gives a picture of what this type of love looks like when it's lived out in a practical way. This is not love as a romantic feeling. This love is something far deeper. Steadfast love does have an emotional element, but it is primarily a way of thinking and behaving toward one's spouse. Steadfast love is choosing to have a positive regard for your spouse, choosing to focus on his or her positive characteristics, and expressing appreciation to him or her for these characteristics. It is doing things for him or her that will express this positive attitude. Dr. Chapman also says, Steadfast love refuses to focus on the negative aspects of one's spouse. All of us discover things about our spouse that we perceive as negative. We don't deny them. On the contrary, we discuss them, especially if there is potential for change. Yet steadfast love refuses to dwell on these negative aspects. Violation of this principle has destroyed many marriages. Few people can survive the constant harassment and condemnation of a spouse. Such condemnation does not encourage one to change, but rather to give up. When we focus on the positive aspects of the spouse and give verbal affirmation, he or she is far more likely to continue to grow. As I read Dr. Chapman's words, I reflect on how God has helped both Cindy and me to choose to have a positive regard for each other. He has also helped us to develop the ability to refuse to dwell on the negative aspects we each have. 
Even though this doesn't come easy for either one of us, it's worth the struggle because we know it reflects God's heart. God gives us in the Bible a practical guide to what it means to live out a steadfast love with each other every day. This is an exercise we use to help us keep on track. Take the teachings we receive from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to 8, the love chapter, and personally answer some important questions. Love is patient. Ask yourself, am I patient with my spouse? Am I bearing with her or his weaknesses? as Christ would have me that doesn't mean that we enable pure behavior or that we aren't to discuss important issues but it's important to ask yourself are you giving less grace to your marital partner by being impatient than God has and is giving to you love is kind am i treating my spouse with kindness in my attitudes words and actions am i using cutting sarcastic humor or passive aggressive behavior in how i treat my spouse Being kinder to other people than to my own wife or husband, love does not envy. Do I display a spirit of discontentment or resentment in what we have or don't have? Love does not boast. It is not proud. Am I being boastful, arrogant, or haughty? Am I displaying an attitude of being more superior, smarter, or more in tune than my marital partner? Love is not rude. Am I being rude? intolerant or harsh with my spouse treating her or him as less valued and important than others love is not self-seeking do i contribute to the health of our relationship or do i seek my own way and my own interests over the good of our marriage taking more than giving love is not easily angered am i overly irritable or hypersensitive with my spouse so that most everything he or she does angers and sets me off in a negative direction in some way love keeps no record of wrongs do i keep score or store up resentful thoughts concerning my spouse of that which a follower of christ should not love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth am i amusing myself and taking delight in that which would grieve the heart of god do i speak the truth in love motivated by the love of God rather than the world's version of love love always protects am i protecting my spouse's feelings do i rudely embarrass and belittle my spouse in a way that a follower of Christ should not can i be interpreted that i am attacking my spouse's character when i am with others love always trusts am i living a life of trustworthiness am i putting my trust in Christ Love always hopes. Am I quick to assume the worst in my spouse? Do I have hope because of Christ Jesus? Love always perseveres. Do I give up too easily? Persevering through problems rather than caving into them? If you walk through the verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and ask the questions, you'll be well on your way to developing the steadfast love that God intends for all of our lives and our marriages. Please keep in mind what we are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. Therefore my dear brothers and sisters stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord in your marriage because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We hope that whether you've been married for 42 years, 4 years or 4 days, you will be and will remain committed to steadfast love in your marriage to the glory of God. We pray God will help you in the ways you need to get to that place. 
This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Those of you who are just joining us, this is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamokwa, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276 code 0010 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi@eku.adventist.org Le feu que tu as mis à moi, toi seul, viens m'éclairer, viens Seigneur nous illuminer. Oh manifeste ta présence et convainc-nous de ta puissance, convainc-nous de ta sainteté. Soprano par ta bonté, oh manifeste ta présence, et convainc-nous de ta puissance, convainc-nous de ta sainteté, soprano par ta majesté. Seigneur, viens My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. 
And now, please join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her message is Overcomers by their testimony. Be blessed. Beloved of God, yet again, God has seen it fit that this day we may rejoice in His presence and worship Him in the beauty of His holiness. He invites us to a place of quiet rest that we may learn His word and study that which He has given unto us in the line of ministry that He has called us unto. I invite us all this day that we may have a chance to listen to the word of God not only now, but even unto the end. Even as you want to study God's word, let us invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to abide with us and teach us that we may learn of the will of God in our lives. Shall we pray? Lord God Almighty, creator of space and time, you've afforded us a chance to draw near to you, to your place of comfort sweet, that as we study your word, we may learn of you and know your will for mankind in this time and in this age. Now we pray, O blessed Rock of Ages, that your Spirit may be our teacher to guide us and give us maximum concentration and attention as we open the sacred pages of your Word. Thank you for answering our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear child of God, this day God is inviting us again. We may study his word as written by the Apostle Paul to the letter to the church of Philippi. We learn that God day by day never ceases to remind us of our duty as Christians. He never ceases to remind us of the love and the care and the protection that he has accorded unto us on a day-to-day basis. God desires that we may have peace in our lives. God has poured unto us freely his grace. That even though we are assailed by temptation left, right, and center, we may rest on his unchanging face to guide us day by day in all that we do. That God decides and desires that we may have love for each other, that we may have knowledge and discernment in this life that we live, that we may have to approve all things that come before us with excellence, for they are excellently made by God. And so today, dear friend, we want to learn how God is speaking unto us through our experiences, how God is made manifest in whatsoever thing that we undergo. We learn how God uses the situations in our lives for the glory and honor of his name. Whether bad or good, whatsoever happens to us is for the sake of the propagation of the gospel. The Apostle Paul writes the Philippians in Philippians 1 verse 12. Talking to them about his testimony, he says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Paul is writing to the church and is giving a personal testimony of that which has happened to him. He's giving a personal testimony and reminding them that they should not fear on account of that which had happened to Paul. They should not be of despair because he had been put in chains. They should not be of despair because he had been given several strokes. But he's assuring them and saying, whatsoever happened to him 
happened for the furtherance of the gospel of Christ. Now, dear friend, what are the things that you go through in life from a day-to-day basis? What is the testimony that we come out with from our experiences in life? Do we, are we able to see God in our experiences? Are we able to see God being manifested in whatsoever thing, tribulation, joy or sorrow that we undergo on a day-to-day basis? Clearly everything happens together for the good of they that love the Lord. And there is nothing that God can do to us in vain. And so he says unto us, as Paul is giving his testimony, it's a sure encouragement to all of us. It is something to buoy our spirits up that we may know that in whatsoever circumstance that we may have, God does it all for the glory and honor of his name. We know that at the end of the age, after all has been said and done, after all the affliction and the tribulation that has happened in this world, the saints who have overcome, they that shall have come out of the great tribulation and had their garments white washed in the blood of the Lamb, the word of God promises that they shall be with the Lord eternally. But one feature about those who shall overcome is because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so today, friends, let us consider keenly what is our testimony of the things that the Lord has done to us. What clear testimony do we give when we remember the experiences that God has brought in our lives? The only thing that we can do is to surrender our lives to Him. Because every deed, every action, everything that we do should point to the world that Jesus is the Son of God. And the same Jesus that is preached by us and by anyone else who dares to tell of the gospel truth is the same Jesus who has gone to prepare a place that at the end of age you may come to take all that have been faithful in following him to a place where they all belong. Beloved of God, many times we look at the things that we have done and we wonder how is it possible for God to accept us. But the assurance we receive from God is that the good work he began in us, he shall surely bring it unto completion. As we testify of his manifold works in our life, as we testify of the marvelous graces that he has enabled us to have, sure enough, many, by beholding our good works, shall give glory and honor to the name of God. This is not the time for us to grieve. This is not the time for us to mourn. This is not the time for us to weep as people who have no hope. For the drops of grief that we pour day by day can never repay the debt that we owe to our God. He requires of us this one thing, that we may give ourselves to him, for that is all that we can do. Now, friend, I invite you this day, at this time, whatsoever you're doing, surrender your life to God, for he alone can save you. Shall we pray? Thank you, Father, for assuring us that by the word of our testimony you can make known your good and marvelous deeds to men. We pray for strength that you may enable us to seize every opportunity to testify of that which you have done in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for always finding time to be in the presence of the Lord. It is always a joyful time to be with him. May God bless you and keep you safe with all your loved ones till we meet again.
you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you're blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at Until next time. I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly. Nous éliminer, 
Qu'on manifeste ta présence Et qu'en nous de ta puissance Qu'en nous de ta sainteté Souprends-nous par ta bonté Qu'on manifeste ta présence Et qu'en nous de ta puissance Qu'en nous de ta sainteté Souprends-nous par ta majesté Seigneur, viens m'aider Le feu que tu as mis à moi Toi seul, viens m'éclairer Viens Seigneur, nous illuminer On manifeste ta présence Et compte nous de ta puissance Manifeste ta présence et convenue de ta puissance, convenue de ta sainteté, tu parles par ta majesté. Oh, manifeste ta présence et convenue de ta puissance, convenue de ta sainteté, tu parles par ta bonté. Manifeste ta présence et convenue de ta puissance. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down,